the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back as we head into hour two on this uh, heavily pregnant news day. We need a additional political mind here to call in the reinforcements. So we break the glass and pull the lever and call George Kaloff, our good friend who uh, <laughs> is the managing partner at the Resolute Group and president of Data Orbital. George, uh, thanks for joining us. By the way, also, kudos and congratulations. Your polling firm just got rated top 10 in the country. Incredible. Yes. Incredible yes, work. Yes, well done, sir. That. Yeah, you yes, bet. I appreciate that. And by a very established uh, rating group, ahead of Callup in certain categories even. Yeah, yeah, by 538, yeah. Yeah, he 538, the, which one is one of these, there. you know, true fact checkers on polling. Well done. Really well done. You should be proud. No surprise to me, but worthy of uh, public acknowledgement. Uh, Thank you. For you and your groups. Well, George, I don't know, man. I... Uh, you tell me where we are. I was um, I did a monologue or I prepared a monologue in the previous hour to talk about a problem you have when the president is confusing um, Francois Mitterrand with Emmanuel Macron and Helmut Kohl for Angela Merkel three times over the last four days on a story that couldn't possibly have happened. Um, and. Um, and then we get this report from the special counsel today. Today we get this report that uh, tells us that um, the president of the United States, and I'll quote it directly, has diminished faculties and faulty memory. And um, let me give you uh, just a little bit more. Uh, that um, it's, it's just sad. It's just sad. He did not remember when he was vice president asking if it was 2013 when he stopped being vice president. The, no. And forgetting when his term began, he, asking in 2009, am I still vice president? His first year as vice president. He did not remember even within several years when his son Bo died. And his memory appeared hazy when describing the Afghanistan debate that was once so important to him. Among other things, mistakenly, mistakenly saying he had a difference of opinion with General Carl Eikenberry when, in fact, Eikenberry was an ally he's previously cited approvingly. George, for all the blather of constitutional crisis from the years 2017 to 2020, we have one now. We have one now, sir. Yes, yes. And, and it would be uh, just sad if uh, a man of his age was struggling with these things, because that is an unfortunate reality in society today, that people have sort of cognitive issues as they get older. But then it goes from sad to then just dangerous when it's the president of the United States who's responsible for making tremendous amounts of decisions, who's our commander in chief, and who, by the way, when we have a standard as a nation, when our secretary of defense <clears throat> was in the hospital for a matter of days and didn't say anything about yep. it, and he's now going to have to testify on the Hill about it. Right. I mean, the leader of, of, of one of the most, if not the most powerful countries on earth should be able to remember basic things. And so, yes, it is dangerous beyond just being sad. And, and I don't know uh, what the left does to continue to cover up 
for this? Because at some point, what do you do? How do you keep, um, you know, do you, you know, it's one thing you get on stage, you lead them off. We've seen Joe Biden do this a number of times. But this is getting well beyond that. And it is getting it's already been problematic. But now it's getting to the point where even the mainstream media can't ignore it. So now what do they do? How do they respond? That, to me, is the biggest question. Do they, in fact, pivot? Is that even reasonable? What would happen uh, in response to that? There's a lot of what ifs. That's my biggest question, though, is what did the Democrats do with this information? And do they make a move preemptively or do they just ride this thing out? Well, you know, um, it's not that it was a case of diminished capacity, it was a case of diminished support within his own party when Richard Nixon resigned. And there were some elders of the party that had to go to the White House, Barry Goldwater, John Rhodes, Hugh Scott, among them, uh, saying, look, you've lost support in the Senate, man. And uh, are there Democrats in this party that can do that with Joe Biden? By the way, you know what philosophers sometimes use the phrase? They sometimes use the phrase insufficient options because – you know what comes if he goes? Obviously you do. Kamala Harris. And I don't know what's worse. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the problem. So with the dynamic that we're in today, not that things weren't serious when Nixon was president because they were, but things are exceptionally precarious today. And there's very little to zero incentive for you to, to go against the grain of your party for a whole number of obvious reasons that we spent a lot of time unpacking together uh, on this show, and I think listeners would would appreciate. So the question is, if it's not him, this is when then you get into okay, it's Kamala, Newsom, Michelle Obama. I mean, it, it goes from bad to worse. Some better, you know, for Republicans from an electoral perspective. You know, obviously Republicans would would just go giddy to oppose uh, Kamala Harris, right? If she was the uh, if she would be the the Democratic nominee. I think that uh, we we should be less giddy if we are opposing Michelle Obama because I think the Obama stock and name still has. Um, problems uh, in in opposition. But then again, materially speaking, we're in February. Um, They still obviously we haven't awarded the majority of the delegates, but there's not precedence for this. And any time now when there's not precedence for something, it's going to send shockwaves in the country. I mean, Seth, can you know, it's a very candid question. How well can we handle a shockwave like that? even if it's good or bad for Republicans. I, 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 this is a serious like question. That. You're absolutely right. I have been openly speculating in speeches per, and on this show, you know, that America has a lot of residual strength. We can go through a lot. We can take a lot. Um, but there is a limit. And our stressors are pretty stressed right now. And I don't know how much more we can go through. We can't go through with the international crises that are going on right now with a president who didn't remember when he was vice president. Yeah, yeah, that, that is that is a an absolutely correct answer. And then is it a question of is he president but doesn't rerun, or does he somehow resign, which would be a whole other thing, right? Because then you for sure get Kamala, and then she would pivot, you know, immediately to also running. I mean, no matter how you slice this thing, it's problematic, which is what makes it exceptionally dire that uh, there's a reclamation of the of the White House. Um, which makes this presidential race, I mean, it's already been very important, uh, even that much more important. But there's, you know, today the Supreme Court was hearing arguments on, you know, is that, you know, can states kick off the Republican nominee from the ballot? So there's a lot, you know, talk about stressors. It's not coming from one angle. There's a lot of stress testing that's happening to the country and has been happening since before COVID. And it's only gotten more intense, not less, in the last months. Well, I don't know who the adult in the cabinet is right now at one point i i would have thought maybe blinken or maybe austin i don't know um i just don't know 
But someone probably needs to talk to Dr. Jill Biden. I use the word doctor because Jill sounds like Joe. If I talk to Dr. Jill Biden and say, you know what, um, we, 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 need, we need to get some kind of cognitive test here. We need the, – the American people need it. Our allies need it. And you know what? SOB, our enemies need it. We need to know what we're dealing with here because we can't go on with someone who doesn't remember when his son died, when he was vice president, who his allies were on Afghanistan. The report itself, the report itself that Joe Biden put out a statement on today saying he likes the report, he supports the report, he's proud of the report because it exonerates him is a statement against interest because the only reason it exonerates him is for this sentence from the special uh, special counsel's office. We have considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury as he did during our interviews with him as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. And he's saying he likes the conclusion that's based on that finding? That's why they can't take it to a court? I mean, he's that, admitting against and- himself here. Go ahead. Sorry. Exactly. And if he was our relative, if he was our older uncle or an older grandfather, uh, you know, yeah, that line's okay. But he's the commander in chief of the United States of America. That line is not meant to be endearing in that context in any way, shape or form. I don't see. I mean, of course, you spin it however you want to spin it. But the problem, Seth, with why they would not order a cognitive test is because I think they all know that they know exactly they they would find out what the special counsel's office found out. Right, right. Like he wouldn't pass. And so what do you do? Again, they are making an exceptionally for anyone who, you know, in the the listeners, if you play poker or even understand poker theory, you're making an exceptionally risky wager here. Right. You're all in and they are all in on this. It, It seems like they're barreling towards it unless they do a quick course correction. But it's at some point you have to point out that the emperor has no clothes. And in this scenario, I mean, they keep, you know, they've they've really brushed this under the rug for for the entire essentially term. That he's been yeah. And yeah. And the there's a lot of responsibility to go around, possibly starting with Dr. Jill Biden. Let me take a commercial break because I want to pick up on the next part of this conversation. So a fed, this will tee up the conversation. I saw a federal prose, former federal prosecutor on air today earlier asking for his comments, and he said, well, the first thing I can tell you is I have it on good authority that this was not ghostwritten by Gavin Newsom. It's not a joking matter, but it raises the point, and I'll be right back with George Califf. Coming to you live from the 960 Patriots Studio brought to you by our veteran-owned Midas Gold Group, your trusted source for precious metals. George Kaloff, your trusted source for political thought, analysis, and advice. George, thanks for staying with us. Um, yeah, the line about Gavin Newsom here, um, what do the Democrats do? They, I, I don't think they can go forward here. I don't think the country can go forward. This isn't a partisan issue. This is a national and international yeah. issue. Uh, that we're getting from the special counsel's report about Joe Biden. But we do have an election, and um, thus it perforce is going to be a a political and partisan issue. Um, The Democrats better figure something out that is somewhat palatable. You said Kamala Harris is not. That's what your, I I gather, your study of of the electorate shows right now? Yes, yeah, yeah. And and, and look, there's not, I mean— the, the problem is there's not a ton of 
study about everybody, right? Because there's not a lot of people, you know, it's, it cost, it's costly to do good research and to then go in and on conjecture and test, sure. for example, someone like Michelle Obama. Sure. You know, obviously we know Gavin Newsom and me because he's in public life super consistently and there's pulling on him relative to being the governor. Obviously, Kamala Harris, we know what happened when she ran for office and just just the general sort of sentiment around her and the way that, frankly, the first two years of, of the term went was really not good for her. She's somewhat done a bit better this last year. That's only because it hasn't been as bad as it was the first two years, mm-hmm. right, in all candidates. But there is a point that I want to make with the, uh, the the music going out in the last segment was was God Bless the USA, one of my favorite songs, particularly as an immigrant, right? right? The United States of America means yeah. something yeah. extra special to me. But I want to bring it up to tie in super relevant to this discussion because of what you just said. While we are in an election year, this is a question of for all Americans to consider. This right. is, you know, the United States of America is not a, it's an experiment. It's not a game. Uh, we are an exceptionally, um, we are uh, the leader of the free world. We are viewed as that way. And then the leader of our country then in turn is viewed as the leader of the free world de facto, and which is what makes this even more serious. It's it's already serious no matter what country you are on earth, if your president is, is going through this, but particularly when you're the United States of America, I'm sorry, the stakes are just higher. And so anyways, it just made me think of that with that song of how serious this is, not just because I believe what I believe or you believe what we believe and we're from opposite parties to Joe Biden, but because we're Americans mm-hmm. and we value what it means to be Americans. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I do think I don't want that to be lost on anyone. This is not about partisan politics. We should come to the same conclusion, mm-hmm. um, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, that he's not fit to be the president of the United States of America, cognitively and otherwise. And uh, they should be searching for another option. I'm just not sure that they will. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's going to... You know, here's here's something interesting that just came over the transom, uh, and I don't know how to exactly deal with this, but evidently Tucker Carlson just re- released his transcript with his interview with Vladimir Putin. Um, my guess is that, my guess, God, I hope it doesn't happen, but my guess is the Democrats will use this to bury this story. That's my guess. My guess is they will go hog wild on the interview, whatever's in it, I don't know, but they'll use it to do their best to bury this or buy time. Um, And it's important that we keep our wits about us and keep our focus on the important thing. Frankly, the interview with Putin to me is not that important right now. Not given this, not given this special counsel's report and findings. No, no, absolutely not. Because again, this is a question of who's, who's leading the nation. In other words, I don't really care what Putin thinks today (laughs) or as Tucker put it out. Right. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's more than not, not just more than fair. That is the right. Uh, that is the right mindset to have. And again, because we're not a nation, we don't have snap elections like they do in Europe. Right. We don't have, you know, we, we don't have dictators. We don't have people that, that coup people in power and you take over. We have elections and those elections take time and there's a process. And so, you know, that's another way from, again, from a party that wants to, you know, keeps claiming, I should say, uh, mm-hmm. keeps claiming yeah. that they're the saviors of democracy. That's well, right. this is a this is a question about the thing that they that they are claiming to be saving from the Republicans. Yep. Uh, well, who's saving it from them? Yep. Are they going to save it from themselves? Are they going to save it from Joe Biden and the way that he, um, you know, the way the way that he's con- not just conducting himself policy? It's not about policy. I disagree with him on policy. This is about is he is he fit to be president of the United States? This report says no. Um, but they're trying to spin it as if it says yes. Yeah, let's yeah let's let's work. follow that thread just a moment longer on the political aspect of it because the conviction from the Democrats was that he is perfectly fine to go forward not only with the campaign but with 
you know, a second term presidency when we don't know, based on the language of this report, that he can go another week. So, I mean, that's that 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 is a serious consideration that I think means there's no possible way he's going to be the nominee. There's just no possible way he can be. And yeah, it's either that or they literally uh, proverbially drag him across the line. But he doesn't actually serve oh, the second term, and it is right, Kamala Harris. Right. Right. So, so that was the comma, the other side of the comma to my thought. I'm sorry. Thank you for that, because what this means now is whatever this vague threat to democracy is they keep talking about, which is basically just, you know, a euphemism for Republican policies that they keep talking about. Whatever that threat is, um, the fact is that. The Democrats who have been perpetuating this and hiding this and whoever is in the inner sanctum of the Biden presidency and wherewithal of knowing how Biden operates, they're the responsible parties. They foisted this on us. They foisted this on us. Yeah, yeah. And and, and the, the only thing that they will the thing that they will use to justify him continuing, I am sure, and that they're probably justifying privately to continue is what you just said. Because the Republican Party and politics and our belief system, they view as a, as a, you know, I love that phrase, as, as the, that's the enemy of democracy to, in them, in their eyes. Yep. Uh, they will then privately justify to continue down the path that they're on. Uh, because lest they, they, I feel like they, they probably acknowledge that if they have a major disruption like that on their side, it's not going to end up being a net positive and that Donald Trump will become the president of the United States of America. Um, you know, and, and, and by the way, too, the, all of this news, which is obviously exceptionally important, we didn't even get a chance to touch on how, you know, the, that nominating process is going. And yeah, how, yeah. Uh, in the one contest where, I just yeah. want to say this, make this one point, in the one contest where uh, Nikki Haley uh, technically was running unopposed in Nevada in their primary, uh, she lost to, uh, uh, do not, uh, to a, what was the line? Yeah, uh, do, yeah, none no of the above effectively. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you lose, it, you lose yeah. against a ghost. There yeah. was just almost 70% of Republicans yeah. said, we just don't want you, and, and no alternative. We just don't want you. I right. mean, if, if that doesn't to me, and that doesn't to you end the nomination, I'm not sure what does. For all uh, the problems you, people, lose. yeah, for all the problems people say the Republican Party has right now, I'd rather be the Republican Party today than the Democratic Party when it comes to the presidential election coming up. Their prob- they, our problems are not in the same ballpark or in the same encyclopedia as their problems. Again, though, we are political animals, not the most important point. The most important point right now, and it is deadly serious, is something serious has to be done because we are now, like it or not, in a constitutional crisis. Yeah, yeah, we are. We are a ship without our rudder. There's a million metaphors for this yep. scenario, um, but it is. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's no other way of saying it. We are in a constitutional crisis, and it's the United States of America. Is if we are, if we are, we are the leaders of the free world. Uh, we are the beacons of freedom. All these things that that we have known in our in our short but amazing history as a nation, compared to some other nations around the world, and um, it's not appropriate that the that the president of this country um, can't remember basic things and can't function. George Kaloff, thank you. Appreciate you coming on so quickly. Godspeed. Good to go. Thank you, young David. We were multitasking there, so uh, it was appropriate that we actually had uh, had that coming in based on George Kaloff's interview a few uh, moments ago. Thank you, by the way, David, for hustling on that uh, 
on that little job we just did during the break. Uh, 602-508-0960 is the number here, and uh, we were talking about the constitutional crisis. I'm pretty sure that uh, having not read or heard the interview that uh, Tucker landed with uh, Vladimir Putin or just uh, 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 produced uh, with Tucker uh, with uh, Vladimir Putin, I'm pretty sure that whatever is in it, the uh, Democrats in the administration will try and use and exploit uh, as the story to cover up for what came out of the special counsel's report today. Um, it's important we not lose our wits on this. We'll have plenty of time to do our analysis of what Tucker and and uh, and, and Putin had to say and how it was said and all the rest. Um, but it is not the most important thing. Neither what Tucker thinks as a private citizen or what Putin said to Tucker, a private citizen, is nearly as important. Is nearly as important as uh, what we just learned from federal prosecutors today, which is that, in their words, Joe Biden did not remember when he was vice president, forgetting if he was in 2013, forgetting when he was if he was when he was in 2009. He did not remember even within several years when his son, Bo, died. That's a direct quote from the special counsel's report made public today. So, too, does it say Joe Biden suffers diminished faculties and faulty memory? That is your commander-in-chief today. That was your commander-in-chief, actually, as he testified under oath in October. We're just learning about it now. Who else knows about it? Who else in his who else in his orbit knows about it? Certainly Dr. Jill Biden has to know about this. There's responsibility all around. There's responsibility all around. Does the Secretary of Defense know about it? Does the National Security Council know about it? Do our enemies know about it? Does Vladimir Putin know about it? Does Xi Jinping know about it? Does the Mullahs in Iran know about it? Do our allies know about it? Who knows about this? Who knows? Certain people do, and they are resp- obviously foreign foreign actors aren't responsible. But those in the Joe Biden orbit are responsible for foisting this crisis upon us. One wants to say shame on them, but that's not strong enough. Shame's not going to do it. They put this country in jeopardy by allowing a commander in chief and a president of the United States to exist under the conditions of diminished faculties. I was watching someone say earlier, I don't. uh, I don't know James Monroe, but I know when he was president. This man knows himself and doesn't know when he was vice president. Asking for help asking for help of the federal prosecutors to tell him, asking for help. And then the president goes on today, and his people let him go on today to brag about the conclusion of the special counsel's report. You can get it on the White House website, whitehouse.gov. The briefing room statement from President Joe Biden. I was pleased to see they reached the conclusion I believed all along they would reach, that there would be no charges brought in this case and the matter is now closed. 
This was an exhaustive investigation. He's praising the investigation and pleased, saying he is pleased with the conclusion that he won't be indicted. What is that conclusion in the report based on? That he won't be indicted. What is the underlying reason? Well, I'll read it to you. We have also considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury as he did during our interviews of him as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. He doesn't require a mental state to prove willfulness for everything he did over the course detailed in uh, 388 pages. That's what you want to be praising, a report that finds that's the reason you're not going to be indicted? Because you're a man of diminished faculties. Their words, not Donald Trump's, not the RNC's. Friends, the folks at the Midas Gold Group have told me the U.S. government and the Fed will have no choice but to eventually steer interest rates lower. Because if they don't, the current level of interest rates will bankrupt the nation. There is no telling when the dam will break. But when it does, Midas wants to make sure you have flood insurance. In this case, gold. Call Midas Gold Group now. Look into the opportunities gold can provide you as a way to diversify your investments. Call 480-360-3000 or go to MidasGoldGroup.com. Midas Gold Group is the nation's number one veteran-owned gold IRA firm. Protect your assets. Call 480-360-3000. That's 480-360-3000. Midas Gold Group, always faithful. MidasGoldGroup.com. By the way, that intro music, the theme from Charlie's Angels, someone said to me, our friend Jeff, I think it was, I was talking up the dirty drummer to him, and he said, and I was telling him about the decor, and he said, do they have Charlie's Angels posters? And I said, "Um, well, that would be the 70s. It's an 80s-themed place. It's got a little of both. It's late 70s, 80s. It's a 70s, 80s bar. Well, to that point, then, would you exercise your muscle over there and leverage and get some Charlie's Angels uh, posters up? I feel like I would have to give them the Charlie's Angels posters. Yeah, you're the kind of guy that knows how to find them. In order for them to. Yeah, yeah, you know how to do that. You're very good at getting. you're very good at getting uh, what, what, what paraphernalia, Me- rep- memorabilia, memorabilia, like paraphernalia. paraphernalia. Not good. Not Bill and Apache Junction saved me here. <laughs> I'm misspeaking now. How are you, sir? Okay. Um, listening to your discussion earlier, uh, I think one of the things that you guys are doing is you're looking at politics in the conventional way, and the Democrats are not. And my point is is. I don't think they really care that much about who their candidate is because I, I really believe that they're going to try and do so much voter fraud that they're going to overwhelm the system. And the courts have been loath in trying to uh, overturn any kind of election or even investigate voter fraud. And so I, I, I think what, at that point, what is our alternative Well, I don't know, uh, Bill. I mean, I don't know if you're right or not. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't. Um, I don't know how you explain certain of the Republican victories, if that's the case that we've had. Um, I just don't know. I think you're probably right about the way the Democrats view politics, and I think you're probably right that my thinking could be too conventional in the sense that. 
I'm investing too much in what the American people think. But when you have an NBC poll from three days ago before this special counsel report comes out that shows only 24 percent of Americans, not Republicans, Americans, think Joe Biden is fit to serve. Um, and then this report comes out that says he's a man of diminished fa- uh, uh, diminished faculties. Something will have to change, and quickly. Not as a well, matter of okay. politics, but as a okay, matter so, of national security. Well, okay. So they put Kamala Harris up. It okay. doesn't matter. That's okay. not, the point is, okay. is that they're going to they're going to cheat so drastically to put whoever they want in office. And what is the alternative for American citizens at that point? Because the courts are not helping. Well, I don't know that they I, I don't know that if they try to do that, I don't know if that 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 will eventuate. I just don't know that. I mean, we're talking about a stacked specula- series of speculations here. I just I'm not convinced that the election will be fraudulent. If the election is going to be fraudulent, there is no point for any Republican to run. Why are they running? Why are people donating money to the Republican candidacies? Well, they're, they're, again, I mean, they're, they're raising hundreds of millions of dollars right now. What's I, the point? I, I understand that. Yeah. And I and I I don't want it to be fraudulent. OK, so then it might in not. Arizona. Huh? I mean, look what happened in Arizona the last this last election. You really think that Katie Hobbs did a a, a really great job campaigning? And she no, won? I think she did an awful job campaigning. I think it was the worst campaign I've ever seen in my life. And what happened in Maricopa County with all those votes that were uh, adjudicated that never really? I don't accept. You know, I don't accept that conclusion about what happened in Maricopa County. I think there were a lot of irregularities, but I don't think that what happened in Maricopa County is responsible for Katie Hobbs being the governor. I don't think that. You and I just have a, a different opinion on that. I, I guess we do. Yeah, we do. Um, I just, I just, I'm so worried that come November. And the Republicans lose the House, they lose the Senate, and they lose the presidency. We're sunk. I mean, the country. Are you, suppo- are you supporting Republicans in this election? Yes, I am. Are you donating money to them? I, I'm a retired person. I can't really afford. Would, to... would you ask friends to if they had money to do so? Sure. Why? If because you don't think the election I, will be I fair, why are, would you have them are... waste their money? No. You're you're twisting my argument. I don't mean I'm, to be. Help me out. Okay. What I'm saying is, really what I'm saying is, if, if we are backed into that corner, what is the alternative for the American citizen at that point? If the courts, if you can't win in the courts, you can't win in the election. Well, I, where have, yeah, well, again, but you and I have a difference of opinion about what the courts have found here. I don't really disagree with what, the courts have found. I just don't. Well, when Kerry Lake was trying to uh, challenge the election, they basically... I don't disagree with the way those courts found their conclusions. I don't. I don't think Kerry Lake had a very good um, had a very good legal representation, and I don't think that the facts as they came out in those, in those court processes, hearings, and adjudications uh, favored her position. I just don't. I'm a huge well, supporter of hers. I just don't think those legal arguments were merit, uh, had merit. I just don't. You and I have a difference of opinion on that. I'm the wrong guy, I, I guess, I, for you to be asking this question. In love, I say that. I, I, we just have a difference of opinion on that. I guess we do. Yeah. So I'm just, I, I'm just the wrong guy for you to ask that my opinion on that. I, I'm sorry. I, I okay. watched him pretty carefully. I would have come out. 
most likely, largely where the courts came out on these things. I would have. And I say that as someone who is doing everything I can to get Kerry Lake elected to the Senate and did everything I could to get her elected to the governor's office, everything I could. Maybe not as much as others, but as much as I can do. I am a supporter of Kerry Lake's. I didn't agree with those legal arguments that were made. I well, just I guess didn't. we have to disagree. Yeah, we'll disagree. We'll okay. disagree. All right. All right. I'm sorry. I, I hate it when I can't leave someone feeling a little better than after they called them before. I hate it. But um, uh, what can I tell you? I'm, I, I just I followed it pretty closely. And um, I, I, I drilled down as deeply as I could. I talked to as many experts as I could, um, including uh, political, legal, in-state and out-of-state. And that's what happens when you go to court. Sometimes you lose. And sometimes your legal argument isn't right and doesn't have the merit you may think it does. It's just where I am on that. But I want her to be elected, and I think she will be. And I'll do everything I can to make that happen. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show, portions of which are brought to you by our good friends at Y-Refi. They have a heck of an investment opportunity in a secure and collateralized portfolio where they invest in you with flexibility and control. You can turn your income on or off. You can compound it, whatever you like. There is no attack on principle. If you ever need your money back, think of that peace of mind. There are absolutely no fees. Of course, you get a monthly statement with no surprises. And best of all, you can earn up to a 10.25% fixed rate of return, and it's not correlated to the stock market or the Federal Reserve. Check them out at investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then refy.com, or give them a call at 888-YREFI-24, 888-YREFI-24. I wanted to play a piece of audio, and we're having Sam Stone coming up, so I won't get an opportunity to do it because I think this is the much more important issue of the day, this uh, special counsel's finding um, with regard to Joe Biden. Uh, I think it's monumental, Um, and I think we should not be distracted from it because it affects all of us, um, and it affects our allies, and it affects really the world. If America matters in the world, it affects the world, and I think America does matter in the world, and I think it should matter, which is why I think it should affect all of us, and it does. It's a constitutional crisis that we have learned about today. I was going to play some audio from Dennis Prager's show. Um, I'll, it, I'll save it for tomorrow. Um, it's. I was driving in listening to an interview, he not an interview, a caller he had who was arguing with him about a few things having to do with COVID. And then he went into what makes him tick and what's important in life. And um, let me just tease tomorrow's show because I do want to talk to Sam about this more important stuff. Maybe it's not more important in a way, but for the purposes of making the best use of Sam's time, it's more important. So if you if you didn't catch Dennis Prager today at about twelve twenty, Mister Bill ish, um, tune in tomorrow. We're going to have a big show tomorrow, and I'm going to play it. And it's the kind of thing that I really do think is life changing. It's the kind of thing that really makes Dennis Dennis. You know, he is uh, a great broadcaster uh, and a great scholar, and um, so it's hard to say when Dennis is at his best because he's great all the time. So I don't know how you improve the light of the sun, but this was one of those moments that explains life. 
and um, I'll just leave that as a, as a bit of a preemptive tease for tomorrow. It's called uh, prolepsis, young David. That's your word for today. I have one clarification. Yes, sir. You said it's we're prepping for a great show tomorrow. Yeah. False. It is always a great show on the Seth Leapson <laughs> show. <laughs> and you always hustle well. All right. Thank you, brother. Uh, Sam Stone coming right up. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.